Hey, 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 this is Jackie Sieber. Welcome to another episode of Backbone, the show where I interview everyday essential workers that make our society stable during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I know it's been a while since my last episode, but a lot has changed. Masks aren't really required if your person is vaccinated. Stadiums, restaurants, and stores are almost at full capacity now. And it's summer. So many people are waiting to get out of the house and just make some happy, quality memories with their loved ones. It could be honeymoon, anniversary, or if you're like me, just trying to hit everything off your bucket list. When you're traveling, you gotta sleep somewhere. And some of us choose hotels. When you think of a hotel, what comes to mind? For me, it's always that really extensive and awfully early, but free, continental breakfast that always carries the same cereals no matter where you go. It's always Raisin Bran and Frosted Flakes and nothing else. But they do have a pancake machine, so I guess things have to balance each other out. Or if you're not obsessed with the breakfast food like I am, another thing that I love are the big cozy beds that are tucked away in cool air-conditioned rooms. But what about the people who are making those beds and preparing the breakfast buffet? Since the pandemic started, the hotel industry has faced some highs and some lows. Let's start with the highs. Because of the stimulus checks, there was an opportunity for a variety of people to book a stay at a hotel who couldn't have done before. Because... Hotels, it's a luxury, it's not a right. Sorry if that threw you off. <laughs> But that's Allison. My name's Allison. Um, I am a front desk agent and I work at a hotel. I talked to her last year about her experiences as a hotel worker during the pandemic. And that being said, this interview was recorded in early October of 2020, just for a point of reference. Though I talked to her last year, things really haven't changed. And because of the vaccine and the summer season rapidly approaching, there is a promising chance that hotels will see more guests than they did in the previous summer. It's definitely changed a lot during the pandemic. So not only do we not see as many guests as we have, we also don't see as many guests that we were used to having. So we used to have like a lot of business travelers and a lot of like people who traveled a lot. And now we either don't see any business or we get people who are local to the area that just want to get out of the house. <laughs> but there is still a risk for COVID-19 to spread from person to person. So you never can be too careful. That's why infectious disease experts encourage hotel guests as well as Airbnb guests to sanitize everything before use. Many workers like Allison have had to protect themselves from guests that refuse to do their part. On top of protecting guests by sanitizing everything. If you think about it, like as a hospitality worker, like 
you're the face of the hotel. So it's like, you have to be like, I hate to say it, but it's like, you have to be happy. You have to act like nothing is wrong. Like COVID doesn't exist in your bubble. Meanwhile, you're standing behind plexiglass and a face mask. And you're asking people to put a face mask on. I've had, I had one where this couple came in and the female had a face mask on but the male didn't. So he waited outside and I was like, all right, cool. At least he waited outside. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but when there was like a problem with the reservation, he came in and he didn't have a mask on and he goes to her like, oh, here, give me your mask. I'll wear it. And I went, no, 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 no. I will give you a face mask. Like, chill. Please don't be sharing your mask. I've had delivery guy drive, you know, delivery drivers, like, come into our lobby, and, like, they're not wearing one, and I don't, like, the most, that's the other thing, being in hospitality, we were told we can't, like, engage with a guest like that, like, the most we can do is, oh, you know, I noticed you're not wearing a mask, like, here, I can offer you a free one, but that's as far as it can go, because you can't just be, like, you have to wear a mask, even though, yes, it is a state mandate, the thing with hospitality is, is if you anger that guest to a point where, like, they're going to complain, and they're going to be like, your staff is so unreasonable, and da 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 and yeah, like, had people just walk in and start, like, an argument with me because I'm wearing a mask, and I'm just at work, yes, and it's ridiculous, because they're like, oh, these things are so stupid, and I'm like, yeah, I hear ya, mm-hmm, it's like, yeah, they're so dumb, okay, you have a good night now, please don't ever come back down here. <laughs> what makes these tasks a lot more challenging is that many hotels like Allison's are extremely understaffed. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the leisure and hospitality industries have lost 3.1 million jobs during the pandemic that have yet to return. That represents more than a third of all unemployed persons in the U.S. With the short staff and a lack of revenue, many hotels had to make cuts just to stay afloat. Hours have been cut dramatically. Um, I worked through the entire pandemic and I was basically a full-time employee the entire pandemic until about last week where they cut me down to 16 hours. Wow. How many were you working before? I was working anywhere from 32 to 40 hours. Wow. So basically half. Basically. And like, you know, I just moved into a place because my dear friend would have been homeless had we not found an apartment. And so we're now we're kind of in that bind where thankfully we prepaid our, we had enough save that we prepaid our rent until January. But now it's like, we're all on the job hunt because now I'm unsure of my security of my job. And even though I've talked to like the people above me, now it's like, I'm getting nothing. And now it's to the point where I may not be on the schedule anymore at all. The only real reason I got was, oh no, we're all taking um, our cuts because of, we're gonna just schedule by capacity. And I'm like, 
okay, but why are new people, why did you hire two new people and why are they getting more hours than the people who have been here? Hmm. So it's kind of, not only is it you're dealing with COVID and you're dealing with the new people coming in, you're dealing with the extra cleaning. Like during my shifts, I would be the only employee in the hotel. The only one. And when you're the only employee, you're dealing with the phones, you're dealing with the reservations, you're dealing with check-ins, you're dealing with anybody who has a problem in the hotel, you're dealing with running them extra things, towels, you're dealing with sanitizing between each guest at the front desk, cleaning the entire lobby, cleaning the elevators because they have to be sanitized every hour, the floors have to be mopped every two hours. And basically now going down to 69 it's kind of an insult really have they always kind of ran this situation where you'd be the only person at the hotel or were you like in teams no before we would at least you know you would at least have like two people like on the front desk and you know granted like we were a lot busier because we were near like all the stadiums and we had all the sporting events and they were allowing fans and like now all of a sudden they're not doing that. So business took a big hit. And the thing is another like aspect of this is not only COVID, but um, they were a franchise hotel and the owners were not in the hospitality industry. So they ended up selling it to somebody, to a corporation that is. And so not only do you have to deal with COVID on top of this, now you're dealing with corporate COVID. So it's like, oh, okay (laughs) because at first it was like okay you know they're at least looking out for us employees as a whole but now you get into the corporate COVID now it's money Mm -hmm. they don't really care how you're making your money they care about them making their money jeez so it's disconcerting and I, I see a very big decrease in like the care of the employees like because at this point you're just a number on a screen now I wasn't on my old company's benefits because like, again, the sale was in the process. So there was like no real point of me getting benefits. And then all of a sudden, you know, I finally get benefits and then my hours get cut. Like my benefits are like 50, $60 out of my paycheck every two weeks. And now you're saying that you may be taking me off all hours. So I'm like, where does that leave me? And not to mention I have asthma, so. Where does that really leave me during a pandemic? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I I try to have this conversation with our new GM and be like, hey, here's the situation I'm in. You know, I've proven my loyalty. I've been working this entire time. I've taken on extra tasks. Like, I've dealt with 90 check-ins by myself. And you know I just moved into a new place. And I, I even asked them, like, what are my options? And they're like, well, you can always talk to me about it. And, you know, you can always apply for PUA to get those, like, you know, cut hours. And I'm like, that's not the same. What's PUA? Uh, that's the uh, Pennsylvania um, Unemployment Assistance, where, like, you can file for unemployment, and then you can also file for um, having your hours cut. 
So, but now it's kind of like, I'm thinking this is more, they're cutting hours more of his way to save money because they want people to leave. And if they can get rid of the old people, then they can bring in who they want. One of the major cuts that had to be made were security measures, which is desperately needed more than anything, according to Allison's experience. We had to come back on that because that was another expense. So you have people coming in, not only destroying rooms and smoking and like breaking, like breaking TVs, stealing anything that's not nailed down. Like we had a room that was wiped clean, like ironing board, iron, the hairdryer, like the little Keurig, everything, everything was taken. Anything that wasn't nailed down was taken out of that room. So and, what do you do if like something like that happens? Well, you kind of just eat that because it's not it's like yeah it's theft but it's like how are you going to catch them at that point <laughs> so you kind of eat those but and then like obviously if you have their card on file which you do you charge them the cleaning fee to like recoup some of that the, the loss but like the amount of times you've had to call the cops or the amount of issues that have happened in hotels recently like has gone up you see a lot of domestic violence too um you see a lot of because temper, tempers are so high, it's so so much more clear in the public where people don't aren't hiding it. Because here's my thing. Here's what I've noticed with COVID. People have lost their minds. <laughs> like, people have straight up lost their minds. And having the sense of, I don't want to say, like, since nothing's normal, since there's nothing normal right now, it's kind of like, oh, I can do whatever the hell I want. And I'm like, no. One of my coworkers had an instance where this man straight up put his hands around his, his wife's neck, her, her neck, in the lobby. It just got worse with COVID. Like, before, it was, like, few and far between. Mm-hmm. With COVID, like, it skyrocketed. Almost every shift, there was something like that happening. Jeez. Um, my, my one friend who was doing the overnight shift, somebody actually walked into the back office where it's employees only, just walked in. Um, there are buttons on hotel phones that like directly dial 911 if you just press it. So he took the phone off the wall <laughs> and like ended up pressing it. And when we couldn't call up to the room, so obviously, like, it's up to the cops at that point. Like, we can call the cops and be like, hey, you know, we talked to the guest. It's nothing. Like, it was a kid playing with the phone. That happens. But when, like, we can't reach the guest, then the cops, like, it's up to the cops to be like, you know, if they want to show up or not. In this instance, the cops showed up, and it was really weird. They got a real weird vibe. <laughs> and the cops uh, did? Yeah. And, and it did it again, and the dude was like, he walked in the back office and was like, why did you call the cops on me? It was to the point where even the security guard at the parking garage next door was like, you need to leave because like he, he was going to wait for my coworker to get off work and talk to them. And I was like, that's a no. With these handful accounts from one person, I can only imagine how hotel workers across this nation feel and experience every day. According to hotelmanagement.com, the American Hotel and Lodging Association and Unite Here, 
the largest hospitality workers union in North America, have joined forces to call on Congress to pass the Save Hotel Jobs Act. This bill was introduced by the U.S. Senator Brian Schatz of Hawaii and U.S. Representative Charlie Crist of Florida. It's meant to offer a lifeline to hotel workers until travel returns to pre-pandemic levels. This is how the proposed bill would go about. Direct payroll grants will be utilized for payroll and benefits expenses for workers. The legislation would also require grantees to give laid-off workers recall rights to ensure those who lost their hotel jobs due to the pandemic are able to get back to work. The act would also provide personal protective equipment tax credit to promote worker safety measures, which would allow for a payroll tax credit for 50% of costs associated with the purchase of personal protective equipment, technology designed to reduce the impact of the pandemic, increased testing for employees, and enhanced cleaning protocols that do not negatively impact the level of work for housekeeping staff. But while we wait for this bill to be passed, there's something that we all can do for hotel workers. I just want people to remember that, yeah, you're going through something, but so is the rest of the world. You're not alone in this. So there's no reason to be acting as if you're the only person experiencing this. And just remember to be kind to people. Just like our old mentor said, Rob, be nice. Just be nice. It's not hard. Don't be nice in like a creepy way. Be nice in like a genuine human concerned way. Oh, fun fact. Me and Allison went to CCAC together. So I forget what the mascot is. I think it's just um, the letters. So go kakak. Uh <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Backbone, which happens to be my last episode ever. Maybe in the future I'll pick it up, but for now, I'm tired, and <laughs> I'm going to graduate soon, so I'm really excited about that. Thank you to my mentors, Dan Cubis and Greg Weston, for making this opportunity possible for me, and being my hype people. I wasn't expecting this to go too far, but I'm really proud of what I've accomplished through this one series. But if you haven't yet, please take a listen to Being Human, Dan Cubis's podcast. I produce that. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to this series. And if you ever need me, I am one podcast click away. Or if you need me, I'll be a ball girl for the pirates. Either one. Wh whatever's more convenient for you. But until then, I'll see you in soon and take care. And be nice to people. And wash your hands. It's not that hard. God. All right, bye.